0: Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Hi, my name's Will and I'm a part of Living Rock Church here in Stony Stanton, which is where I am speaking to you from today, from a very empty church building. But you know what I have to talk about this morning really has nothing to do with us being in here at all, but much more about us being who God has made us to be out there in the world. Last week, David encouraged us that there will be a fresh move of God but only as there is a fresh moving of God's people. God loves to respond to our faith and our action with his abundance. And that's something that God has been reminding me of over the past number of months in this strange year that we're having, that God is a God of abundance, but that he's also called us to be who he's made us, which is the salt of the earth. It's massive and it takes some explaining. Uh, But before we get into that, let's just consider something... Uh, A little bit simpler. Let's just consider the simple matter of restoring all things. I know I said it would be simple, but it's huge. We're called to restore all things. You know, in the Gospels, Jesus leads Peter, James and John to the Mount of Transfiguration. And he has this conversation with Elijah and Moses up on the mountain in Matthew 17. And it reminds Peter, James, and John of this promise that they've read in the Old Testament that before Jesus comes, Elijah's going to come. And so they start quizzing Jesus on this. They say, what's it all about, Jesus? And Jesus says this amazing statement. He says in Matthew 17, verse 11, he says, Elijah is coming and will restore everything. He then goes on to explain to his disciples that actually, Before he was born into the world, a form of Elijah did come and he was John the Baptist and the disciples understood this. But what he was saying was that that was just a part of the fulfilment of that promise in the Old Testament. But there was a second Elijah to come, a type of Elijah, and that Elijah was and is the church. It says, we are called to restore everything. Have you ever had anybody promise something about you without you really realizing it and then you realize oh hang on I've got to live up to this promise that you've made about me well Jesus has promised about us that we're going to restore everything he promised his disciples and now here we are outworking that promise today it's uh it's massive it's huge we're called to restore everything but how do we do that well I've got some good news for you we can't we can't do it at least not on our own We can't restore all things on our own. But the amazing thing is that as we partner with God, we partner with the God of all abundance, the God who loves to pour out his abundance in response to our obedience. You know, obedience unlocks abundance. We see an example of this in the feeding of the 5,000, don't we? We see that the, the disciples... Are saying to, to Jesus look there's all these hungry people and this is all that we've got this small amount of, of loaves and fishes what 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 do we do and Jesus in essence says just be obedient just do what I'm telling you to do and see my abundance come and absolutely cover this situation and and fill everybody with more than enough with more than what they need so that there will be ample left over God loves to be abundant it's in his nature he's an abundant God Listen to this from Ephesians 3:20 20 to 21 from the Amplified version. Now to Him who is able to carry out His purposes and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. What an awesome, abundant God. But you know what, we don't just sit back and expect that abundance to pour into our laps. That's not the way that it works, that's not the way that God operates with us. Time and time again in in scripture and in our lives today, God says, I will be like this, this is who I am, if you will be like this. If you will do what I say, I will be who I am. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, If you delight in God, then he will give you your heart's desires. Malachi 3 verses 10 to 12 says, If you bring your whole tithe into the storehouse, then God will open the floodgates of heaven and you will be blessed. Luke 6 verse 38 says, If you give... If you give, then it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. It will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. If you do this, then I will be like this. In the prophetic word that's come to us as a church over recent years, we see this this, um, pattern again. Time and time again, God has promised his abundance to us and for us. He said things like, I have an abundance of growth for you, an abundance of power for you, of revelation for you, of diversity for you. I have an abundance of health for you, an abundance of peace for you, an abundance of influence for you. He said all of these things to us. And you know what? He's also said, if you will surrender your lives to me. If you'll sow the seed I've given you, if you'll love me, if you'll put plans in place for what I've said I'll do. God says, this is how I will respond if you act in obedience. And this is something I've been considering over the past number of weeks and months. I've just really been seeking God to to know him for who he truly is who God really is and time and time again God has just been telling me I am the God of abundance that's his almost his one resounding promise that has kept coming back to me I am the God of abundance if you will be the salt of the earth I will be a God of abundance if you will be the salt of the earth so what is this salt of the earth business what are we talking about Well, the scripture I'm referring to is in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and in verse 13. It's just after Jesus has talked to his disciples all about what it means, really, to be a follower of Jesus. And he concludes that passage by saying, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled on by men. Jesus is pretty clear in telling us that this is what we're here to do, this is our purpose. And you know, in the way that he describes it, it's not something that can be achieved by attending some sort of church gathering once or twice a week. It's not something that can achieve by, by being here uh, every now and again. It's not something that can be lived out if we just made a decision to believe in Jesus a number of years ago and then carried on with our life. No, it's it. when I became a Christian, I said to Jesus, I know I've sinned and I need a saviour. I believe that you died for me to forgive my sins and that you rose to life so that I could have a relationship with you. I choose to put my faith and trust in you and follow you. And then Jesus said to me, you've got the job. You've got the job, salt of the earth. Imagine if it was a different job. Imagine if... God said Jesus said to me you've got the job you're a waiter you're a waiter and if we reinterpreted that Matthew 5 passage you are a waiter but if a waiter should stop waiting on tables how can he be a waiter he's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled on by men how ridiculous would it be if I was called to be a waiter and I was walking around the restaurant and every time I saw somebody signaling for some attention I just ignored it And every time I I looked across and saw the the hot food waiting to be served at the tables, I just wandered past. And, you know, I, I just wasn't particularly interested. I wasn't taking note of what was going on. I wasn't acting on what I was seeing. I just, I would be good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled on by men. But you know what? Thankfully, we have an incredibly gracious and patient Lord who says to us again, I'm the God of abundance and you are the salt of the earth. So for all the times where we've maybe been a little bit like that waiter who hasn't seen all the signals and cues and who hasn't acted, God says, let me just tell you again. I'm the God of abundance and you are the salt of the earth. So what does this business of being the salt of the earth actually mean? What is this job role? What does it look like? How do I, excuse the cheesiness, Stay salty. How do I stay salty? So I've got for you. Just we're just going to camp on this point for the the rest of our time. Three tips for staying salty. Tip one: What it means to stay salty. Staying salty is enhancing flavour. When you actually look at the word salt as used in that Matthew five thirteen verse by Jesus. There are a few things that it says about what salt means and the first which is fairly obvious is that salt it it means salt with which food is seasoned you know salt is used to season food because it's effective in bringing out important flavors which would otherwise be less prominent and we're called to be like this toward the earth bringing out flavor in those around us finding that good flavour, that pleasant taste, and making it more prominent. This plays such a crucial role in our mandate to restore all things because it means that whatever situation we go into, we're looking for that good flavour, we're looking for that pleasant taste, that little glimpse of what a more restored version of this thing looks like. And we're asking, how can we season that with salt? As As I look and see something in somebody else in somebody uh, around me in the earth, there's a good flavor. How do I season that with salt? And we can ask this question in every situation that we go into. It means that we go into the classroom, into the staff room, the playground, the office, the boardroom, the meeting room, the hospital ward, into the care home, the warehouse, the shop, the supermarket, the living room, in our kitchen, on the Zoom call, in the comments section, in the WhatsApp group, In all of the different interactions we have with people in the earth, we're looking for that good flavour, that pleasant taste, wanting to season it with salt. The restoration of all things looks like the salt of the earth, enhancing beautiful flavour and bringing the best out in people in this way. So that's tip one for how we can be the salt of the earth, how we can stay salty, is that we look to those around us, find the good flavour and enhance flavour. Tip two for staying salty: what it means again for this word salt in that passage is it has an aspect of enabling wholeness. The actual definition of, of the word is these the, those kinds of saline matter used to fertilise arable land. So we are called then to fertilise arable land that means to to add nutrition and to increase the productivity of crops or people in the world to improve their condition it's all about improving the condition it's ab- about enabling a wholeness of that person so not only do we enhance the good flavors and bring out the best but we also improve the overall condition we enable a wholeness And saline, I did a bit of research into this word saline, um, and through the various different things that I looked at and read, there are these three things that come back of the the main uses of saline. And uh, the doctors and medics watching may like to say this isn't quite right, but it fitted what I wanted to say, so this is what we're gonna go with. (laughs) But I, I found out that saline is used to clean wounds, to clear sinuses, and to treat dehydration. To clean wounds, clear sinuses, and treat dehydration. I was just looking into this. I thought, this is fantastic. We, as the salt of the earth, are called, first of all, to to clean wounds. To clean wounds. And you know, there are people who are wounded because they've been carrying so much for so long. They've been trying to put on a brave face when there's very real... Damage that has taken place, and we're called to clean that wound. There are people who are wounded because they have been or are being victims of, of racism, of social injustice, of marginalization, of inequality, and we're called to clean those wounds. There are people who are wounded by a hurtful, misrepresentative experience of church we're called to clean those wounds. There are people who are wounded by a fractured family or a harmful home life or a disappointing relationship. And we as the church of the salt of the earth are called to clean those wounds. And you know what, as we step out in obedience, God meets us with his abundance because his plan is the same as our purpose, to restore all things. So we're called to clean wounds. We're called also to clear sinuses, to bring a refreshing and a clarity to those who are blocked up or suffocating, to those who are blocked up and full of all of the gunk of information from the news and the media and different voices, to bring an ease and release to those who feel suffocated by a pressure to to fit in and be someone they're not, by a crushing weight of anxiety or depression or stress. We're called to clear the sinuses of those who feel like there's just so much to do and they simply don't know how they're going to do it all. God reminded me of a picture that he showed me recently. I shared it on a Sunday morning, but I'd just like to share it again, of somebody who feels like everything is just so noisy and even the places where you could go, the times that you could have where you could get some peace and quiet, even then there's just so much noise going on. But you know what? We, the church, are here to bring a clearness to your sinuses, to bring a, a, a refreshing a, a clearness and, and a, an ability to be at ease. And if you'd like somebody to pray with you, you can ask somebody that you know is a Christian or you can email us at findlife at livingrock.church. Or you can put a comment in the comment section but we would love to pray with you and for jesus to help you so we're called to clean wounds we're called to clear sinuses and we're called to treat dehydration all as part of our enabling wholeness what does it mean to treat dehydration well i love this this is from john 7 verse 37 to 39 a familiar verse for many of us it says on the last and most important day of the festival Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone is thirsty, he should come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. He said this about the spirit and those who believed in Jesus were going to receive the spirit. Streams of living water flow from within all of us who believe in and follow Jesus. And there are people around us, people in the earth, who are dehydrated and we have a stream of living water for them. We're called as the salt of the earth to treat dehydration. We're called to be that stream of living water for people around us. So we can enable wholeness by cleaning wounds, by clearing sinuses and by treating dehydration. And tip three for staying salty is we should embody wholeness. A third use of salt is that it's used to to keep things pure, to prevent rot and decay, and and to, to keep things in a condition of purity that they will last. David encouraged us last week that we are able to walk worthy of the Lord. We're able to embody holiness. We're able to be that people. And that one of the best ways we can do that is by being full to overflowing of faith, hope, and love. When we do this, we embody holiness. When we're full of faith, when we're full of hope, when we're full of love, we're full of holiness. And I don't really want to spend too much time trying to explain this right now, but I just want to encourage all of us that I think we need to spend a bit of time looking at our... Life and our lifestyle, and asking the question, How can I more greatly embody holiness? John Mark Comer says many of us want the life of Jesus without the lifestyle of Jesus. Jesus spent so much time in prayer and in fasting and in the Word and getting to know more and more His Father and spending time in relationship with God. And, you know, if we want the miracles and the sign and the wonder and the healing and the peace and the revelation of Jesus, then we have to do the same. We have to adopt the same sort of lifestyle, a lifestyle of holiness. There are things that we can put in place in our lives to ensure that we are embodying holiness. And that's a key part of being the salt of the earth, of being the salt of the earth to those around us. So I just want to close with something that I read in this book called All Things New by Pete Hughes, who's the leader of a church called King's Cross Church in London. I just thought it summarised quite well uh, what it means to to be the salt of the earth. It's not actually about that, but I'm just gonna make it about that. <laughs> so he says, The restoration and renewal of all things gets cut from the narrative. He's talking about the fact that when we disciple people, we sometimes err on the side of it's all about being forgiven and going to heaven but actually there's a much greater purpose to being a Christian than that. He says heaven coming down and God making his dwelling place with us on the earth gets replaced with us ascending to the heavenly realm to escape the sinful world around us. However the mission of Jesus in the gospels and of the early church in Acts makes it clear that our story isn't one of simply being rescued from the world. We're rescued for the world to be agents of recreation within it. The danger of a truncated story is that it leads to a truncated understanding of mission. A more holistic understanding of mission still emphasises the need to proclaim the message of the cross and call people to repentance, whilst equally emphasising the church's role to alleviate the poverty and suffering that rob people of life to steward the creation we have been entrusted to look after and to work towards the renewal of the culture we are embedded within. Within the full story, the job of a banker isn't simply to tell other bankers about Jesus. It's equally to work towards the renewal of the banking industry and to infect this industry with the values and the kingdom of God. Those in the fashion world are called to reimagine an industry that glorifies God and leads to people flourishing. Teachers are invited to redeem the sphere of education with a kingdom vision, developing character and preparing students to live wisely and well. It's time to embrace the full story and therefore reclaim a fuller vision of what it means to be the church living in, and living out the full story of God. You know, as we embrace our job role of being the salt of the earth, we can be confident that as we step out in obedience, God responds with his abundance, just like the feeding of the 5,000. And that as we do that, we are making steps and paces and strides towards our ultimate goal to restore all things. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.